0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's just talk about all the pitchers next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, April 13th. I am Frank Sample, joined By Chris Towers. That's right. He's back on FBT in five. Let's talk about Jesus Lazardo, who had a career high 12 strikeouts against the Angels on Tuesday. Chris, what did you see in the start from Jesus Lazardo?
1: He looked phenomenal, which is to be expected when you strike out 12 over five innings. This was um, arguably the best we've seen him look. I mean, at least in the last couple of years, maybe ever at the major league level, his velocity was up. Uh, almost two miles per hour on his fastball. He threw his curveball 50% of the time. He got a ton of swings and misses on that pitch. 12 of the 18 came on his curveball. I do think there's, he kind of throws like multiple versions of a curveball because he has a fairly wide velocity band. He'll throw some in the low 80s, some in the high 80s. So, you know, it's possible that like you see 50% curveball usage and you think, well, that might not be sustainable, but it might be more like 35% slower curve, 15% harder curve, something like that, but either way, he looked awesome. It it felt a little like watching Carlos Rodon last season where it just it felt like you were watching a really really talented pitcher who's dealt with injuries, just click and, you know, high 90s velocity from the left side, tons of swings and misses. I'm not saying he's going to have a Carlos Rodon Esque stretch because there are still things he needs to work on. He still got hit somewhat hard when he did get hit today. Um, only threw a couple of changeups, which when you're as effective as he was with just the fastball curveball, I don't know how much it matters that he only threw two changeups. But he'll probably need to throw more of them moving forward. He won't have his stuff quite as well all year, but this was an incredibly, incredibly encouraging start from Jesus Lazardo and. It's enough for me to already move him into the top 50 at starting pitcher.
0: He's 77% rostered, so if he's available anywhere, even the shallowest leagues, 100. 10, 12 teams, Jesus Lazardo is must-add across the board. Alex Cobb was also masterful in his debut for the Giants. Five innings, two runs, 10 strikeouts. And Chris, the velocity was up across the board. We all liked Alex Cobb coming into the season. If this is what we can expect, then I think the breakout is on tap.
1: Yeah, we liked Alex Cobb a lot as a a sleeper coming into the season before reports came out towards the end of spring training that his velocity was up, and that's what we saw. His average fastball was up 1.8 miles per hour to 94.5 miles per hour. Uh, That is very, very solid for a right-handed pitcher, especially one who clearly has a much better pitch than the fastball. With Alex Cobb, the splitter is where everything starts. It's the thing. It's this weird splitter changeup that has just been... When right, and he rediscovered it last season. It's been a huge swing and miss pitch that also generates a ton of weak contact. So the fact that that was really effective, he threw that about 45% of the time. And then he's got the fastball with a couple of ticks of velocity. If he can sustain 94, 95 miles per hour, it just makes the whole profile play up. So yeah, Alex Cobb, another guy. I moved him right into the top 50 range. I was really high on him coming in. I've got him in a lot of teams. And yeah, if he's available anywhere, he should be rostered.
0: The next two I'm going to put together here, Chris, they are rostered between 70 and 75% of CBS leagues. Tyler McGill, very strong outing against the Phillies, five and a third shutout with five strikeouts, and Matt Brash, the rookie for the Mariners, making his uh, career, his first career start, five and a third, two runs, six strikeouts. What did you see from these two, and who do you prefer, McGill or Brash?
1: Uh, McGill over Brash, although I do like Brash quite a bit. His knuckle curve slash slider, it's not clear if they're separate pitches or if he just throws them in different velocity bands like Lizardo does, but either way, he got, I think, all of his swings and misses on those two pitches. His fastball also was up in the 99 miles per hour range, though, so that can be an effective pitch for him. He got hit hard. That's the one concern. A bunch of batted balls over 95 miles per hour, I think, his average. Exit velocity allowed was like 93 miles per hour. So that's a bit of a concern, but it's the first start of Matt Brash's career. So I'm not too concerned there, but I do think Tyler McGill, because what we saw from him last season, his ERA wasn't great. It was in the mid fours, but his X ERA was like three seven. And now he's throwing, you know, what two, three miles per hour harder so far this season, it's made all of his pitches more effective. And I just think given that we've seen him be effective, You know, with a 93, 95 mile per hour fastball, it just makes it that much more enticing when he's 96 to 99. And so I do think Tyler McGill, I have him ranked behind Jesus Lazardo. I have him ranked behind Alex Cobb, but above Matt Brash. But I think all four of these guys, McGill, Lazardo, and Cobb especially, should be rostered in all formats. And Brash, anything deeper than anything 12 teams are deeper, Matt Brash probably needs to be rostered too.
0: Chris, 30 seconds or less. What is your worryometer level on Shane Bieber? The velocity and spin rates were way down once again on Tuesday.
1: I think it's got to be six or seven because this isn't just the first two starts of this season, which you might be able to write off, but it was velocity and the spin rate both down in those two abbreviated starts towards the end of last season when he came back from that shoulder issue. He hasn't gotten back to that pre. I mean, even early 2021, his velocity wasn't quite where it had been in 2020. So, Already we were starting to see that. The fact that it's not there, the fact that the spin rate and the curveball and the slider were both down, the fact that he didn't get many swings and misses, only eight in this start, I think Shane Bieber is someone that you can try to sell right now and see if you can get name brand value from him because I don't think he's going to return a second-round investment.
0: For more extensive Fantasy Baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best